Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salam a Rasulillah. The one looking at the current state today with clear vision sees rampant confusion, like a ship going through a whirlwind with waves on top of waves, and calamities and afflictions crashing over one another, on top of which is darkness. There are no principles, philosophies, or movements that can rectify grievances in their various forms or mend broken communities except for Islam. Allah said, Indeed, the religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. The solution is holy through Islam, the spirit of Islam and the divine ordainments of Islam. Worshipping Him alone frees people from the worship of creation to the worship of the Lord of the creation. Allah Almighty said, And it is He who is the only deity in the heaven, and on the earth the only deity, and He is the wise, the knowing. And honor depends on adherence to it, and humiliation is a result of turning away from it. Allah said, And whoever desires other than Islam as religion, never will it be accepted from him, and he in the hereafter will be among the losers. Adherence starts with the conscience of the individual and culminates with societies. Whatever the case, Islam cannot fill a heart with its sweetness unless one surrenders and submits solely to Allah. At the core of Islam is the liberating divine ordainments, which are the only which are only the domain of our Lord. Allah said, And who is better than Allah in ordaining religion? Divine ordainments came to correct understandings and concepts, and ridding them of the remnants of ignorant beliefs and the prevailing falsehoods, and correcting them to become compatible with the clear religion and suitable for guiding the believers. When we look and ponder on the texts of the two revelations, the Qur'an and Sunnah, we find that they are full of addressing this matter in various aspects and in different forms. For in Allah's words, O mankind, indeed we have created you for male and female, and made you peoples and tribes that you may know one another. Indeed, the most noble of you in the sight of Allah is the most righteous of you. Indeed, Allah is all-knowing aware. Is a clarification of what people were practicing during the pre-Islamic era, of boasting about lineages and their fathers and forefathers. So, the divine ordainments came with the correct understanding of honor. The differentiation is only through the consciousness of Allah. There is no preference for an Arab over a non-Arab, except through consciousness of Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ clearly affirmed the reality when he said, Being honorable is wealth, and nobility is consciousness of Allah. That is, honor between people is wealth, and nobility with Allah is consciousness of Him. So note the difference between the understanding of the people and its reality with Allah. The people of faith and righteousness are the allies of the Prophet ﷺ, whether they are related to Him or not. 
the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, the closest people to me are those conscious of Allah, wherever they are and whoever they are. And the meaning is, my ally is only he who is righteous, even if his lineage is far from me. And another concept is built on the true, a true understanding of nobility. As the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah does not look at your forms or your wealth. Rather, He looks at your deeds and your hearts. So there is no connection between Allah and His creation, except through consciousness of Him. So whoever is more conscious of Allah is closer to Allah and is more noble to Allah. Based on this, it is not right for a person to be proud of his wealth, his position, his physical appearance, or any other worldly qualities at all. Rather, what should be considered is the heart and the deeds. And what also attests to this meaning is the Prophet ﷺ's words, Indeed, a huge, bulky man will be brought on the day of resurrection, and he will not weigh in the sight of Allah even as much as the wing of a mosquito. And he said, Recite, And we will not assign to them on the day of resurrection any weight that is importance. So the correct basis is consciousness of Allah and steadfastness upon his ordainments. And the Prophet ﷺ was keen to solidify people's understanding of distinction and that it is not based on their forms or their bodies. And he ﷺ confirmed this reality of faith through live examples for his noble companions. From among them is what was related by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, that he climbed a tree to bring the Prophet ﷺ something from it. And as it was windy, his shins were exposed, and the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, laughed because of how thin they were. The Prophet ﷺ said, what makes you laugh? They replied, The thinness of his legs. The Prophet ﷺ said, By the one in whose hands is my soul, they are heavier in the scale than the Mount of Uhud. And related to this meaning is that the extension and restriction of provision has no relation to Allah's love or hate or his pleasure or his displeasure. And it is not proof of the person deserving that. Allah Almighty said, and they said, We are more than the believers in wealth and children, and we are not to be punished. Say, Indeed, my Lord extends provision for whom he wills and restricts it, but most of the people do not know. So those who are arrogant towards Allah say, We are more wealthy and have more children, and we will not be tormented in the hereafter. Because if Allah was not pleased with our beliefs and practices, He would not have given us wealth and children, and He would not have extended our provisions, and He would have not preferred us over others in this regard except because of our virtue. And they missed out on the reality that Allah extends provision in this world to whomever He wills of His creation, and that He restricts provision for whomever He wills, and not out of His love for the one for whom He extends, and not out of His hate for the one for whom He restricts, but He does so as a trial for His servants and as an affliction. And most people do not know that Allah does so as a test for his servants. For it was authenticated that the Prophet ﷺ said,
If you see Allah giving a person what they like of this worldly life in spite of their disobedience, indeed it is istidraj, being brought closer to punishment without them perceiving. Then the Prophet ﷺ recited, So when they forget, forgot that by which they had been reminded, we opened to them the doors of every good thing until when they rejoiced in that which they were given, we seized them suddenly, and they were in despair. O people, during these times, it has become increasingly important to correct misconceptions and misunderstandings, whereby material concepts have prevailed over moral ones, and worldly considerations are prioritized over those of the hereafter. And there is a need for concerted efforts to remedy what has been entrenched in many people's minds and souls that have been saturated with false concepts and to provide them awareness of the correct beliefs, sound ideas, and the balanced path so that their frames of references, standards, and judgments are in accordance with the divine ordainments and free from whims and inclinations of ignorance. Among the examples that indicates that the wise ordainer transfers people from a familiar well-known understanding to another understanding is that should be taken into account are his words. For indeed, it is not eyes that are blinded, but blinded are the hearts which are within the chests. Another example that takes people from a familiar, well-known understanding to another understanding is the Prophet ﷺ explanation of miserliness which most people associate with withholding wealth and material. The Prophet ﷺ went beyond that when he said, The most miserly of people is the one who is miserly with the greeting, because he is miserly with the simplest of words, and it does not harm him at all. And the Prophet ﷺ said, The miser is the one in whose presence I am mentioned, yet does not supplicate for Allah's blessings upon me. So the ultimate miser is the one whom when the Prophet ﷺ is mentioned in a place where he is, does not hasten to send blessings upon him. For this is the true miser. And can you find anyone more miserly than that? So do not be stingy with yourselves, and hasten to send blessings upon the Prophet ﷺ every time he ﷺ is mentioned. Rather, plentifully send blessings upon him, for the Prophet ﷺ said, The one who will be nearest to me on the day of resurrection will be the one who invoked most blessings on me. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Invoke many blessings on me on the day of Friday and the night of Friday, for whoever supplicates for Allah's blessings upon me once will be blessed for it by Allah ten times. May Allah Almighty guide us to the correct understandings and rectify all of our affairs. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hada wa salatu salam ala Rasulillah.